Have a good time. We'll miss you. Today, as mentioned earlier, we start a new series of God's epic in in five acts. In a way, this is the way that I, uh, from other uh, theologians that are a lot smarter than than me, sort of divide the the Bible, the the, the story of of the universe, of God's uh, interaction with the universe into five acts. And and we're going to walk through these over the course of the actually next seven weeks because a couple acts have two scenes. But the first one, Act 1, is the creation. You know, God is always the, 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 the actor in this, and there are supporting cast, and Adam and Eve are the, the supporting cast, and we'll walk through that today. Uh, act 2 starts really with Abraham, Abram, and, and, and includes Abram and, and Moses. Act 1 and Act 2, the, the promise, and then the, uh, the exodus, scene 1 and scene 2 of Act 2. And then Act 3 really then is the Gospels, including the Gospels. And it's Jesus, uh, the the Savior, uh, that then is uh, in our midst who fulfills the work of Israel and carries out um, the rescue. And then Act 4 is the the New Testament uh, from uh, right after um, Luke and then right before Revelation. Uh, the chunk of the New Testament that tells the story of the church and the, the power of the Holy Spirit uh, filling the church, carrying out now uh, Jesus' work and the power of the Spirit. And then finally, Act 5 is included mostly in the book of Revelation, which is the end. And so over the course of the next seven weeks, we're just going to walk through that basic sweep of history or as some, depending on what you emphasize, his story in five acts over these next um, several weeks. Today, uh, we begin at the beginning, at the the creation. And our our passage today is in Genesis chapter 1, found on page 1 of your pew Bible. Uh, Very convenient. Um, And we'll start with verse 26 of uh, chapter 1. But but before that happens, if you're not familiar uh, with uh, this um, accounting of the beginning of uh, the universe, um, it basically breaks up into seven days. And uh, we're going to pick it up about halfway through day six here. Uh, But in the first five and a half days, um, God has created and organized light and darkness, water and land Plants of all sorts, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and all the living creatures on the earth, except for humans. And that's where we'll pick it up with verse 26. Let's pray together. Uh, Gracious God, again, we thank you for your written word that speaks to us of your truth, your wisdom, your beauty. Enable us to hear from you what we need to hear, uh, to get your, your, the sweep of history from the work of your hands. Open our ears, open our hearts to hear and receive and obey you. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. All right, uh, Genesis chapter 1 starting with verse 26. Again, we're about halfway through day 6. Then God said, let us make 
humankind in our image according to our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the the cattle and over all the wild animals of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in His image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, See, I've given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I've given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that he had made. And indeed, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, there's one thing. There's a whole bunch here. I mean, there are books, books and books, series of books just written on what I just read. And, but since we're just t- taking the, you know, the top parts of this, we're just jumping along, taking a survey. There's just a few things that I think are absolutely essential for us to grasp as we read this, this account of how everything began. God's true story, God's epic in its beginning. And the first thing to note is the difference between humans and all the other creatures that God had created. The difference is that humans are made in God's image and likeness. That that we are, every human that comes out of this creation then is, is God's representative upon the earth. In, in Egypt in that day, it was the kings were made in God's image. The, the kings were in God's likeness. But here, in a sense, it spreads God's likeness, God's image, to every human being, to being a, a representative of the divine. All are equal in value and honor and respect. The unborn, the the dying, the young, the old, the smart, the not-so-smart, people of every ethnicity, every race and gender, the gay, straight, the faithful, and the perverse. Everyone equal in God's image and likeness and value. Now, some, that image is obvious. In others, it's in there, but it's deep in there and not maybe observable to our vision but all all are God's representatives made in God's image regardless of how that image might be buried or tarnished and then all are given a responsibility to have dominion to to subdue the earth Again, distinguishing humans from the other, other uh, created um, beings. Uh, having God, being God's representatives and now having responsibility. 
to care for God's creation. To, to subdue it, to cultivate it, as we'll see in a moment. Each having purpose. Each having a, a responsibility to care for what God has created. And, and God is the one who provides the food, even. He provides all that is necessary for we humans to then cultivate and care for and subdue the creation of God. We, we are, in a sense, stewards overseeing the creation that God has made for us. Again, it's this sort of this flips the, the way the pagan stories of God. Because the, the pagan stories, the pagan gods, the, the humans were created in order to provide for the gods. And what God has informed us is, no, God is the one that has given life and has given everything necessary for life, has given the earth and the sky and has told humans, now I create you in my likeness and image so that you might care for and have all that you need, all the resource in order to be my representatives and carry out this responsibility that I have given you. And in the end, he says, so you got all you need, you got a purpose, you got meaning, and it's very good. What, what more is there? But to have all the resource we need, to have purpose and meaning in life, and now to have relationship with the living God and being his representatives in this part of what he created. All fits perfectly into this plan. Now, you should be asking at this time, I missed out on that plan. Yeah, everything doesn't work out just perfectly. It's not that I have all the resources. It's not that I have exactly that plan. It's not that everything just fits hand in glove all the time. I mean, explain to me pain. Explain to me disappointment. Explain to me why there is distrust and why the, the earth that I'm cultivating isn't returning to me the, the same work that I put into it. Well, that's the next chapter. The next two chapters. Chapter 2 and chapter 3. Turn the page with me. still have your Bibles open. If not, turn to chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. Now, some say that Genesis chapter 2 is um, a competing account of creation. You know, you've got two stories of creation here. One in Genesis 1 and the other in Genesis 2. Well, I, I believe it's a complementary account. Uh, that it goes into detail about the creation of, of uh, male and female, of man and, and woman. Just like I gave you an overview. You know, you've got five acts of this play. And today we're going to look at act 1. Well, here, there's detail the creation of humanity as male and female. And I want to look first at verse 15 through 17. Just gives you a little bit, again, of God's provision. Count the, uh, listen for here, the, the, being God's representatives, having God's resource, and, and the responsibility that we have. And the particular command of God. Starting with verse 15 of chapter 2. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to till it 
and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. All right, so... Simple statement here. Again, you see the responsibility. You're you're in the garden. You're to keep it. You're to care for it. So you have all the resource, responsibility. It's it's all right there. And and eat from every tree in the garden except this one. Eat of all the trees of the garden. Just don't eat of this one. If you eat of that one, you will surely die. Let's turn to chapter 3. Starting with verse 1. Now, uh, in the meantime, God has created a woman. So there's Adam and Eve. So man and woman have been created. And the details at the end of chapter 2. But we're going to pick up with chapter 3, starting with verse 1. Now, the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman... Did God say, you shall not eat from my tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it, or you shall die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the time of evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to to be with me, she gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate. When the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent tricked me, and I ate. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So all that was created with resource, responsibility, to be in relationship with God as God's representative now is broken and marred and destroyed through human disobedience, human sin. I mean, all the trees but one. Eat from all the trees except that one. Now, what do, we, what do we get from this? To, you know, God has created it all very good, all to, to enjoy and for pleasure and purpose and meaning, and yet that's broken. Why is that? Well, it's because we lie. And it is that simple. 
This, this passage 3 is filled with half-truths and out-and-out denial and lies. To pursue God's meaning and purpose and joy, ruthlessly pursue the truth and speak the truth even to your own demise. And look at Adam. Where was he? I mean, what, what, a friend of mine says, I think he was on the couch with the remote in his hand. He was silent. Another way to, to simply move into the plan of God is to not be silent when there is disobedience around us. How often are we silent when injustice goes on around us, when disobedience is around us or within us? Adam sat there silently complicit. And then, I mean, this is so good. It, it's got to be it's so right that you know it's true. Yeah, because then what happens? What does Adam do when God says, hey, what's going on here? What? He blames, right? He does whatever he can to deflect. The truth upon him, he blames. But get this, man, you gotta lay a hutzpah, doesn't he? Because who does he blame? God! It was the woman that you gave me. Now, if you hadn't given me the woman, then this never would have happened. And it goes to Eve. And Eve, you know, what is she? Well, it's the serpent. If you hadn't let the serpent in here, then this never would have happened. I added that, but not a big jump. But none of them are willing to simply stop and take responsibility. At least not at first. I give them props. At least eventually they did whisper, uh, and then I ate. But it was after trying to blame the others. And then it's broken. The relationship between God and humans is broken. I mean, they hide themselves from God. Human to human, they see one another. Now they're, they're filled with shame Shame, lying, blaming, hiding. When it was meant to have resource, to, to rejoice, to celebrate in relationship and in responsibility, meaning, and, and purpose. Now it's broken. That's the creation and the fall. That's the beauty of God's creation and then the problem. Now, now the rest of the story, the rest of the epic speaks to the God's work of rescue and renewal to making whole what has become broken. But a couple things, just saying, okay, well, what does this mean for me? Well, let me come back to a few things. One, be ruthlessly pursuing truth. Be honest, particularly when it means it might hurt you. It might make you look bad. It's easy to be honest when it makes somebody else look bad. Be honest. Do not develop the habit that the serpent has perfected. Lies, half-truths. Know this, 
that you are created in God's image. I don't care. God doesn't care what you've done. What you haven't done. How broken you might be. How ashamed you might be. You are still created in God's image. You are of inestimable value. Because you are in God's image and likeness. Given that responsibility. Given those resources. Given that relationship between you and God. And so is the person next to you. And so is the person you can't stand. So is the person you're scared of, rightfully so, created in the image of God. There just is nobody else that is formed that doesn't come from the lineage of Adam and Eve. So know that about yourself and about everyone else. And finally, be reminded that God is good. That God creates, God gives, God provides, God guides, God shares, and God forgives. God rescues, God renews you and me. What he has created is very good. And the the rest of the epic outline how God Just how good God is, even when we are bad. On both the cosmic level of the creation of the universe and the individual level. Music is good. This is the time to sing. But the cosmic level and the individual level, God rescues us. God forgives us. God renews us. We'll go into more detail on this rescue plan in the weeks ahead. In the weeks ahead, but we don't have to wait. I mean, this is, in a sense, sort of a spoiler alert. That eventually, God visits earth as God the Son and Jesus the Christ, and He dies for us. He takes our place. You remember, God said, don't eat of that for you will surely die. And in a sense, there was death, death in the relationship, but they did not physically die at that moment. God rescued and forgave because God is patient and kind, and He waited until just the right time for the consequence of their sin, of their disobedience, to then come to bear, not on them, but on Jesus, on Himself, in God the Son. And that's what we celebrate as we gather around the table. That God took the punishment upon himself. That he died for us. His body, his blood were given on our behalf to rescue us, to secure our forgiveness. He dies and is raised to life so that we might not die and be raised to life in Him today. To be in a living, vibrant relationship with our living God.